0: Hi, I'm Rafara, and you're listening to Starting Is The Hardest Part, The Hard Bits, bonus episodes in which the special guests I interviewed at the start of the month and I talk about the challenges we're facing and how we're working to overcome them. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I would highly recommend going back and listening to the episode before this one to give you a little bit of context to what we're talking about today. It's November and this year I'm doing NanoRIMO, National Novel Writing Month, which is essentially a challenge where you try to write a 50,000 word novel in a month and I'm almost halfway there. In October, back when I was fully invested and in love with the idea of the story I'm writing, I thought this month was going to be nothing but fun. Fun. Waking up and writing, being hit with inspiration in the middle of the day and frantically writing bits of dialogue in the middle of the night, and going home eager to type up the next part of my story. But it really hasn't been like that. <laughs> I still really like my story, I'm getting to know my characters more and more every day and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to finish writing my first draft by the end of the month. But, big but, it's been hard. On day three, I realised there were some major issues with my plot. On day five, I was ready to give up and try again next year. And I'm pretty sure that when I go back to edit what I've written, it's going to be a case of deleting whole chapters, characters and storylines. And I'm not telling you this so that I can flip it around and tell you that it's just a case of pushing on, powering through and that everything will be perfect because, well, that's not the case. What I'm trying to say is that even the things you love doing the most get hard sometimes. To quote Elizabeth Gilbert, everything sucks some of the time. You've just got to find the thing you're passionate about enough to work through the hard parts of. At the beginning of the month, I spoke to Jazz Broughton about her career in tech, being multi-passionate, navigating burnout and being your most authentic self. But this week, we're going to talk about what's happening right now, about the challenges she's facing and how she's working to get through and learn from them. So here's mine and Jazz's conversation about the hard parts. So what is your first challenge? I think the first
1: challenge was trying to figure out what I could do. I think, like, I qualified as a life coach. The training is very much focused on one-to-one coaching. Mm-hmm. And then I spent, spent a lot of time figuring out, okay, from that, I can do workshops, I can do group coaching, I could create online resources, I can write blogs. And it's like unpicking each of those and figuring out, like, how to do it, what to do. And I think part of the challenge of that, because that sounds fine in and of itself, right? We like to explore, mm-hmm. was kind of getting used to the idea of being a person that might be doing something one month and then they're not doing it the next. So kind of doing that evolution in public because Mm. ultimately it is a business and the only way for you to know if something works is for you to like put it out there and promote it and invite people to it. And So I think that was a challenge kind of getting used to because you kind of, I feel like sometimes we get sold dreams that people get this like lightning bolt And all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to do workshops and that is my business model and that's what I do. Those are my services and that dropped into my spirit today and that's what I will do forever and ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of feel bad for like actually having a process to it because you assume that nobody else had a process.
0: Yeah, I listened to this podcast called Before Breakfast. It's like this really short productivity podcast. And the lady who hosts it did an episode and she was talking about learning when to walk away from a project. Because I do think that especially when you do something quite public-facing, when you do something that's like on social media and that people can go onto your website and see the whole history, there is kind of that pressure to keep on doing it and not to ever walk away from something. And I feel like there's a lot to be learned from saying, this project was great. I really loved it. I learned a lot from it. But that's enough for now. So have you found certain ways that I help you to kind of be like, okay with walking away from things that are no longer serving you?
1: Yeah, I think it's very much learning what it's about and realising yeah. that all of these different things that I'm, I'm trialling are still connected to me and my vision and my purpose. Mm. So ultimately, it's just me saying the why is on point, regardless of what happens. The why is yeah. on point. It's just the how that's changing, but the why is still the same. So why not change the how? Why not try out the different ways of how? Why not find out the best ways of how um, and then keep it moving? Because ultimately at the end of the day, like I'm here to serve. I see everything I do as a form of serving. So if I'm not serving people in the way that's best for them, then that's cool. Like I I want that feedback. Like I Mm. want it to be like, actually, I'm not really a, a reader of long form content, like, but I'll listen to a podcast on the train yeah it's like cool awesome I want to show up in the way that's best for you because ultimately at the end of the day I just want to help that's the truth so what is your second challenge the second challenge the second challenge I think the challenge is balancing all the things um that's a huge sort of that's a huge ongoing learning curve yeah because I find that nothing in life kind of stays static like be it in my career or in my business they don't stand still and they don't I don't ever want them to stand still like I'm motivated by growing and learning and pushing boundaries and challenging myself so it just means that there are times where I will accidentally end up challenging myself in all areas of my life and then I'm like oh I'm I'm just a little bit exhausted here I think it's learning to balance that because once it goes off over a certain point it starts to take the joy out of things it starts yeah. to take the fun out of doing all of this juggling like you know, you know it's that whole thing and it's funny as I'm saying that like I'm thinking of like a, a meme of like a, a clown that's like juggling and it's like when it's three balls it's like it's all delightful and it's fun and it's like <laughs> look how far you can go and then there's five <laughs> balls and you know obviously they're, they're trained professionals so they kind of like fake the whole face where it's like oh if I have seven balls I'm gonna drop the balls but it's like it is literally that it's like, yeah ah, it's a bit uncomfortable and I want to stop and I want to put a ball down <laughs> so <laughs> that's yeah so I think yeah the learning to to juggle it and when I don't juggle it right it kind of taking
0: away from something yeah so have you found certain ways or certain techniques that help you to be able to balance those things while still enjoying all of the things that you're doing or is that just an ongoing process that you're getting through?
1: I think it's an actual self-reflection. When I sit down and I'm exhausted, I ask myself, yeah. why am I exhausted? Oh, why? Mm-hmm. I went to too many events this week. Or I didn't sleep enough. Or I kind of gave myself a ridiculous deadline for something at work. Yeah. Um, or I thought that I could get off a plane and then go and see a coaching client. Like, it's stuff like that. Mm. uh where I just had to keep asking myself, I hold myself accountable, but oh, I also have people around me that I have given explicit permission. You tell me when I'm pushing myself too hard. Like you tell me when I need to just sit down. Uh, you know, one of them being my partner, he lives with me. So, if I'm doing nuts hours, he knows. He's the first person to be like, what are, what are we doing here? Why are you up at five? And then we have a conversation because, you know, we're both adults. You know, I'm not child. <laughs> <drunk. laughs> so we have a conversation. He goes, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm just sending two emails and I'm doing it at this time because I need to go and work early, but I'll be home at a decent time.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: And then it's like, okay, cool. So that sort of, I guess that check, that check-in, having people that you can check in with um, and those people being people that can see the full spectrum um of, of things is huge for that
0: definitely that's yeah that's so helpful because I find that for me sometimes it's the other way round where it's like rather than me trying to juggle loads of things I'm juggling one or two things but I'm getting overwhelmed by them and sometimes I need like my siblings to be like prefer you're better than this if that makes sense like for me it tends to, yeah it tends to be like I need like I I'm like one of the most important characteristics for me and my friends is someone who's not afraid to call me out if I'm like not doing as well as I know that I could if that makes sense like not in a negative way but in a Rufari you know better do better so like it's like oh you're working at this thing that you don't like because you feel that you need to keep on doing it you know better do better so that's that's a really helpful thing that you said especially if you have someone in your life who can check in on you constantly so what is your third challenge so
1: the third challenge is something that's happening right now um so I am planning an event and it's a women event and it kind of it's an event that dropped on my spirit last year. Yeah. And when it first came to me, it was something where I was just like, yeah, in 2020 I'll do this. Like when my business is at X point, I'll do this. But I kept on like I kept on meeting women who were amazing amazing facilitators amazing in terms of the way work that they do with people but they weren't getting the opportunities to share that with more people because it was that whole send me the link to your TED talk and if you're anything like me it's like I don't have one of those but I'm good at what I do (laughs) if that's interesting come back so I wanted to create a platform for those women to do that and, and including women who had big ideas of businesses but didn't know how to kind of they didn't have somewhere to debut it and things like that. They didn't have something to work towards to say, right, I'm going to take the stage on this day and do that. So, um, That was what was on my heart, and I was just like, "Well, you need to be like super duper established and have like a massive following to do all this." And I was like, "No, I'm just going to do grassroots. I'm going to do the women I'm meeting and connecting with. I'm going to ask them if they come together, and we put on an amazing event that is empowering women to take time for themselves, to learn more about themselves, in order to then show up the next day as a better version of themselves." Like I'm a huge, huge believer of self-awareness and self-discovery being the key to unlocking your best life like Mm -hmm. the more the more you know about you the more powerful the more confident the more anchored that you feel especially as a woman but i feel like we don't often take the time out to do that work we don't give ourselves the grace to actually say like i'm interested in learning more about myself but it's not normalized or it's not fun it's like a very very dry workshop thing Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so yeah so that's what came into my mind and then I ended up finding a venue and I was just like okay I found a venue by accident maybe I should do this this is fine um so January of this year so I started to email friends and I just said look I put together like a pack with the whole vision and you know what it's for who it's for the woman that I see showing up and what we kind of can create from just coming together at this um I literally was just like this is a scrappy thing. It's just me kind of doing it. Thank you for believing in me. And I managed to um gather a bunch of amazing women, some of whom like do this for a living and have done it for amazing brands. Some of some of whom hadn't even launched their business at the time that I was messaging them. But they were friends. They were people that I've met or trained with that were like, this is in the pipeline. I just keep procrastinating or whatever. So on one hand it was also a thing where it's like I want to give in the same way that this is a stretch goal for me and a stretch event for me I want to give you something to anchor your year and work towards so so we started to put it together um and it's called intro unconference and it was amazing and um something that's happened quite recently in terms of a challenge around it because it sounds like a fairytale right and it's still caveat it's still going ahead yeah Um, but this week I realized that it needs to be rescheduled uh i had to sit with myself and come to the realization that if i move forward at this stage it won't be the event that i know the women deserve i had tried my best to kind of push tickets and promote the event and that's the reality of it but also the reality of it is i'm not i don't have 65 million followers um i don't have huge sponsors i don't have backing i don't have investors it's literally just me um, and I think a huge part of me, a huge part of me kind of sat in that moment when I realised it and felt like I failed. I felt like I'd failed all of the women who had bought tickets, the women who had carved out their time, the women who had said, I'm committing to this, I'm going to promote it. And I just felt like I didn't do what I said that I'd do and i kind of sat in that moment for a little while because that's how it hit me initially um and it was a challenge to kind of pick myself up i also didn't have time to actually wallow (laughs) like as as we record this the event is a number of weeks away yeah so it was very much like communicate with the venue um had a lovely long conversation with my mum And she told me to pull myself together because at this point as well, I jumped to like constructive mode. Yes, I feel like I have failed in the original mission, but it's like I said, like before, the why is still there. It's just the how that I need to adjust. Mm. I had to kind of sit in that moment of feeling like I failed, but then also again, that whole accountability partner. Then I kind of reached out to very trusted friends and they were just like, Jazz, do you know how much you've done this year? And that it's just been you this whole time marketing promotion emails speakers agenda getting professional photography like all of that stuff is me every design that you see connected to the event is me while working a full-time job servicing clients recording a podcast facilitating workshops and in that moment and that's why like the whole juggling thing i tell you is like a, a a continuous improvement because in the moment it didn't feel like I was dropping the ball so then when I looked back on it I realized that there were times where I went the whole seasons feeling disconnected from why I was doing it and I had to be real about that I had to take accountability for that like I had to own it like as we sit here and I share it it's still something that I'm processing like I am still like talking with another venue to reschedule for 2020 because the vision's still there however I had to own right life happened and I sat down and I actually wrote a list, like a self-coached myself, and I was like, "How do I feel that I got to this point?" And it was not pulling myself up on those moments where I felt disconnected and being honest with myself about being disconnected, because sometimes you're disconnected from your vision and your why, um, and you're not doing what you should be doing, i.e. promoting and reaching out to people and being proactive, sliding in VM, shooting your shots, all of that stuff, and you kind of you let yourself believe that it's because you're busy as opposed to you're disconnected yeah. and unpicking that disconnection um, would have helped me but I didn't mm. do that and it was like it's gonna be okay I'm gonna like throw everything at it as soon as I get a moment um so I think that's been a huge challenge in that moment of just having a total meltdown of like i failed all of these amazing beautiful women but then having to pull myself up and go back to the vision. Like it was almost like my, when I realized that I felt like I was failing and it was possibly not going to happen, that's when I was just like, no, but it has to happen. Like this moment, this space has to be there. I went through all of the tickets. And like, if you come to any of my events, you know that I do this. I ask you what you're looking forward to, why you're signing up. Like, I love to know, you know, what are you looking for? and I went back through those and the women were just like meeting like-minded women, wanting to launch this business with my friend, wanting to really just spend some time learning and growing with family members, but just like connecting, having fun, networking, learning more about myself, making the most of the last part of my... All of those beautiful intentional things, I had to read that. I had to go back to that because that's my why like I have my why that was there before I even popped up an event fr- fr- page and a page on the website but those comments was what let me know not only is this getting rescheduled and it's going to be everything that I hope to more but I have to be transparent about this I have to carry this this is this is this vision was given to me for a reason like one of the books that changed my life was Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert Book yeah. freaked me out Because uses this whole metaphor of like your ideas and your visions are like little angels and they come to you and they chill on your shoulder and they go, Hey, this is for you, you're meant to bring this into the world. But if you wait and you you just chill, you've not this, I'll get to you later, I'll get to you later, they go off to someone else. And you sit there and, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. You switch on TV or you open up online and it's like, oh my gosh, I had that idea, like that legit thing. And you can't be mad at that. Like, mm-hmm. I be mad at that because ultimately the idea's purpose is to get brought into the world. And if you're not going to do it, it's going to move on to someone who will. But you have to believe in that moment for that idea to come to you that you have everything that you need to do it. And that it's meant to happen. Like, I, like, I personally, I'm a Christian. I believe that I'm here for a reason. I believe that God wouldn't give me things if I couldn't do it. And yeah, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Like, oh, it was a blessing from God. And I like, I just showed up and it all, appeared. Epi- no, 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 no. It's meant to grow me. Like even when I felt like I had failed, I had to kind of seek hope in the fact that this, like this vision wouldn't come to me to like taunt me or to torment me, like it's a learning experience. Um, and I've been transparent thus far in the same way. I was just like, I'm winging it out here, people. just doing it myself. Anybody got any recommendations, holler at me, any feedback, I'm here for it. So I have to I have to keep that same energy and I have to go forward and believe that at the end of the day, regardless, people will see my heart and they will see the vision come to fruition, just not now. And I think that's a huge thing that like I listen to a lot of business podcasts and stuff like that. and um, And a lot of them do say it where it's just like, you will plan things and life will happen and you just have to go plot twist you can't fall apart and it's like don't get me wrong i said i fell apart in my special ways but not wrong mm-hmm. like i said this has happened so close to the actual event yeah. i don't i don't have time to like sit in my feelings i have to be constructive i have yeah. to have to be transparent i have to i have to learn the lessons now and pick it up and, and keep on going um so yeah that's a challenge that I'm facing right now um as we sort of speak um and and yeah it's teaching me things but more than anything it's teaching me just the beauty of people yeah like people being told and being like look you need anything I'm here for you anything I can do let me know I'm you know I still believe in it let me know the new day I'm available that whole thing so um yeah that's what's going on right now but like I'm sure a lot of people can kind of relate to it it's hard to it's hard to bring your things out yeah (laughs) it's not easy easy. yeah you just have to keep doing it and that and i think that's one thing like i've had events where 100 people were registered and eight people have shown up and that's exactly how it was meant to be because that night like it was an event connected to calm, and a lot of people would be melting down in that moment but i was just like everyone who was meant to be here is here yeah and what ended up happening because it was so small everybody spoke to everybody people made like career connections. We ended up going across the road to a bar and having like life talks, like mental health, progression, um, living in London, pressures, ambition, like real stuff that wouldn't have mm. happened if the room was packed with a hundred people. Yeah. And it was the most beautiful and fulfilling moment for me to see people make connections. Because like I told you, I'm i I'm a people person. So for me, it's it's something that I've grown Used to, I always go in the element of like one or two people are impacted. I'm cool. I'm good. But I'm going to keep showing up. And if people show up, it's amazing. I'm honoured. And I think that's the whole thing. I feel a lot of of gratitude when people engage with the things that I do. Um, So it means, and I think that's what hit me hard. It was like, you trusted me. And you like, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, they gave you your money. It's like, no, you had dreams. Yeah. that that's what's on my heart like that's what weighed heavy you know for every woman that was just like i'm gonna come to this thing in october and then i'm gonna smash the rest of the year um and you know i'm looking for a, a currently arranging to reschedule it in 2020 but i'm also gonna have a gathering on the same day because there have been a similar amount of women that's just like i'm still down to meet up like if it's like a pizza express or yeah, <laughs> like, yeah any space that will take us let's sit in a circle and let's just share and let's just be because that's Mm. what it was about in the first place so it's kind of learning that um and kind of pulling myself up from it and learning the lesson for a lot of people that like run events it you know it's tough I know that they can relate and a lot of people then weigh that line of do I like say technical difficulties or blah blah, blah. and yeah because that's that whole sort of wow I've like actually been like out and about with this thing mm. like as we talk I've got 1000 flyers sitting underneath my desk with the, the event on. date and venue and topics and all of that stuff and it's having to sort of mourn that version of it mm. in favor of putting all of my energy into what coming next.
0: Okay, I have a question and a new challenge for you this week. The question is pretty similar to the one that I gave you last time. What hurdles do you find yourself coming up against the most? This doesn't have to be something you're experiencing right now. In fact, this will work better if it's something you faced in the past. And then my challenge for you is to make a contingency plan, for real. Write down the hurdle, write down the things that usually happen to bring you to it. Then put it up on your wall or somewhere you can see it when you need it most you're a strong person. Remember that you've gotten through challenges before and each one has equipped you a little bit more for the next. You can do hard things and you can get through the hard parts. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back on the first Monday of November with a new episode. Bye!